And so, Mr. Snooze, after two years of intense analysis, I am proud to pronounce you 100% cured of the nightmare of compulsive animal impersonation. Oh, thank you, thank you, Dr. Fruitt. Uh, this is the happiest day of my life. Yes. Today, I can rejoin society once again, freed forever of the agony of compulsive animal impersonation. How can I ever thank you? <laughs> your thanks is not necessary, Mr. Snooze. However, here is the bill for your treatment. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too Slim, the man of many hats. Howdy, Kitty. Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spinner inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're gonna ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're gonna hoot and holler and holler at the moon. Oh, 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 Every buckaroo and buckaroo, there's a place around the fire for you with riders in the sky. So come on and let's ride. And now, with the 2,440th performance of their career, here are Riders in the Sky. Yes. Thank you, Texas Dick Bender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. And thanks to the multitudes packed in here in the beautiful Emory Theater and to those of you listening over the airwaves and through the ether. We have an incredible action-packed show for you tonight, so I'll just introduce us briefly. To my left, your right, Too Slim, who is looking for a new room for his little baby. I'm Ranger Doug, idol of American youth. I'm looking for... A new baby for my little room. Over here to my right, your left, is Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, who's looking for a new bus. And Joey, the cowpolka king, is looking for a new job. <laughs> we're riders in the sky, and we're going to start with the desert serenade. The moon is high. Fire is low, a billion stars that shine the campfire's glow. A lonesome yodel, soft and low, can't hide the memories of long ago. Somewhere she's sleeping on a soft and quilted bed, in a house we might have shared if I had stayed. Now I'm sleeping on the cold hard ground instead Swapping yodels with the coyotes in a desert serenade Oh, look. 
Dawn will bring the coming of the light And these memories will vanish out of sight A cup of coffee and I'll be all right A new horizon waits for me just out of sight Somewhere she's sleeping on a soft and quilted bed In a house we might have shared if I had stayed Now I'm sleeping on the cold hard ground instead Swapping yodels with the coyotes in a desert serenade Radio Theater. We'll be right back. Just like that stray dog you should never have given that bone to. But first, this no-fat-all-lean word from our sponsor. Howdy, all. This is Drywall Paul, and I'm here to talk about Drywall Mall. Hey, that rhymes kind of, don't it? <laughs> that makes a pretty good song, huh? <laughs> yep. Drywall Mall, located just 68 feet from downtown Top of Weed City. Built it myself. Hung the sheetrock, painted it, did the landscaping, too. We got us a brand-new anchor store there, right there on the corner. Splatter and Smith's Fresh Produce Stand. What you got this week there, Splat? I got squash, lettuce, radishes, tomatoes, you name it, I stuck it, Sheriff. How's your corn? Sweet and succulent. Goes right with steak. I heard you got it in a, got in a big fruit shipment there. Why, you bet your tin star it did. Tons of apples, peaches, plums, strawberries, raspberries, and even a sack of persimmons. Eat one inspected personally. Want one, Sheriff? Oh, uh, well, maybe. Uh, you got a hanky? Certainly, Sheriff. Every customer receives a hanky. Thanks. Mm. Pretty doggone good. <laughs> Leave us not forget this week's special doorbuster. Sweet potatoes, only six bucks a bushel. Oh. And remember, I toss in a hanky with each and every purchase. All right. Well, friends, remember, if you can't find it at Drywall Mall, it's just not there. Hey, I think I got my song done. Check this out. Splattering. Howdy, all. This is your good old buddy, Drywall Paul. See you down at Drywall Mall, where we even got a big uh, balloon. That's the worst song I ever heard. What big balloon? Well, someday I'm going to get a big balloon. In your dreams. You've got no call to play that. Sorry. Here, have a seedless grape. Thanks. Where's that hanky? Where's the hanky indeed? And now back to Riders Radio Theater. Where it's time for the outrageously popular feature, Letters to Ranger Doug. Thanks, Texas Dix. Yes, Letters to Ranger Doug. Possibly my favorite part of the radio show. Hey, that sounds like Axel, the Pony Express rider. Oh, gee, it sounds like the original Tiffany lampshade I ordered is here. Well, uh, what's in the letter pouch, Two Swim? Oh, let's see here. Uh, dear, uh, let me get it open here. <laughs> Thank you. Dear Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, I listen to RRT on station KXCI in Tucson, Arizona. My friend Carl Barkle of the El Paso Barkles tells me you have a new TV show on Saturday morning. 
I sleep big time on Saturday mornings. What am I missing? Sincerely, Zippy the Cowboy, Tucson, Arizona. Huh. Well, Zippy, thanks for writing. There's a simple solution to your problem. Time slots like ours are why God gave us VCRs. Oh, wait, there's a P.S. A P.S. God, in fact, gave me a VCR, <laughs> but he didn't include the brain power to program it. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, for you, Zippy, and the millions of others in this same dilemma, here's the condensed 60-second version of the Riders in the Sky TV show. Are you ready, boys? Yeah. Show them what they're missing. One, two, three, and... Out of the clouds, out of the blue, riders in the sky. Gosh, you're swell. Something terrible's gonna happen. Something terrible's gonna happen. What's the difference between a banjo and a buzzsaw? We, we don't, don't know, know any. What? Nothing. Get it? Nothing. <laughs> I think it's clear, perfectly profound, but I'm a stickler for that. Twirl that magic lasso, Woody Paul. Great idea, Ranger Doug. And now it's time for the further adventures of Riders in the Sky. You, you sponge-headed madman. Anybody want some biscuits? Nobody wants any biscuits. Soon Harmony Ranch will be mine. Mine. Mine, right, Muley. Right. I mean left, Mr. Slocum. <laughs> Yeehaw! Hey, it's Axel. Look out. And Prince's little running bear that frolics in the cave of the mighty waterfall. You can call me Token. It is I, Senor, Senor. Oh, give me a home where the buffalo roam and some cool, clear water. Oh, I knew this wouldn't work. Oh. Sheriff Wyatt, at your service. I gotta find a new place to hide. It's the Gila Monster. Children, you're late. I'm never late, Miss Information. How about a sing-along? Gosh, we've had a great time today. You're right, Woody. Remember, Saddle Pals, life is great. So if you're having trouble with it, don't. So long, Saddle Pals. So long, Saddle Pals. Well, there you have it. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio picture production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddle Pals. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the Woody Paul Western theme number 29. Based on variations on the Woody Paul Western theme number 14. Welcome back, buckaroos and buggerettes. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode three of the exciting Western melodrama, Monster from Mystery Mountain. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, the arch-fiend day Swinburne Slocum in jail for crimes committed in a previous serial was released on appeal and promptly picked High Sheriff Drywall's pocket. 
Hey, watch where you're going there, Slocum. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Slocum then sent his 300-pound doofus henchman, Charlie, on a bizarre shopping expedition to buy a curious array of scientific, electronic, and household items. How am I supposed to pay for all this stuff, boss? With this, Sheriff Drywall's first rational bank credit card. Oh. <laughs> Just sign his name on the credit slip. Right. <laughs> Thus it was that later that night in a creepy makeshift laboratory in the deep, dank basement of the Dry Gulch Saloon. <laughs> there! It's finished. <laughs> what do you think, Charlie? Pretty scary, boss. Yeah, this baby's gonna give this town a nightmare it'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and now, episode three, entitled, The Monster Walks. Hey, boss, what is that thing? Ah, it's a Bigfoot robot, Charlie. <laughs> Wanna see it work? Yeah. Okay, I just turn it on. Uh, oh, oh, it's coming to life. Yeah. Now I just have to move the joystick here, and the monster walks! Yeah, he's picking up one foot. Yeah. Oh, looks like he's stuck there, boss. Eh? Oh, no problem. I'll just goose the joystick here and shoot some more power to him. <laughs> yeah, did it. Yeah, now he's picking up the other foot. Now he's got both feet off the ground, and... Uh-oh. Uh -oh. ah! Little flaw in the design there, boss. Shut up, Charlie. All you can do is fall down with both feet off the ground. Shut up, you idiot. Right. Now let me think, what can I do with this bucket of bolts? I got it. Come on, Charlie, help me tear all this crap out of the inside of this. Right. As the two black-hearted villains labor at their loathsome task, the night deepens and an obsidian gloom settles in over the valley. But as with all melodramatic metaphors, this one too must pass. And soon dawn breaks and the sun rises. And a bright new day is born. And as they are so many of these bright new mornings, riders in the sky are gathered in the warm, cozy kitchen of their home on the range for a hearty breakfast. What do you want for breakfast, boys? How about a little French toast? Yeah, all right, uh, here's to you, or as they say in France, a votre santé. Not exactly the kind of French toast I had in mind, sir. Well, it's the only kind you're gonna get. Right. Say, can you manage a cup of coffee side me? Well, okay. Uh, I'll pour and you twist. <laughs> I'll turn the radio on so we can catch some morning accordion music. There you go. <laughs> we'll return to our program of pre-recorded accordion music, but first this message of local interest. Wow. Tonight is the night of a thousand terrors on Mystery Mountain. Storytellers from all over the West will be at the annual Mystery Mountain Monster Storytelling Fest Ooh. to chill your blood with harrowing tales of horror, ah. including that of Tumbleweed Valley's own Frenchy Lapoot. And now we return you to our program of pre-recorded accordion music. Say, Sidemeat, you knew Frenchy Lapoot, didn't you? Yeah. Tell us again about the night he came to town. Well, that was quite a night. It was back during the gold rush of the early 30s. 1830s or 1930s? Yeah, one of them. <laughs> well, if it's 1830, that'd make you over 160 years old. I feel every day of it, too. <laughs> <laughs> Get on with the story. All right, let me see now. I remember it like it was yesterday. Oh, my troubles seem so far away. Come on, side me. Let's get on with the story. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. It was an unseasonably warm night in late fall. I'm sitting on a bench in front of Dottie's diner, whittling on a little statue of Myrna Loy. I remember I was working on the mouth, 
Those bee-stung lips were hard to carve. But I always felt poplar was the way to go. Because uh, if you got a... Meat, will you please get on with the story? Oh, 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 oh okay. Uh, so anyway, I'm near Whitland. When suddenly, out of nowhere, this feller comes running down the street wearing nothing but a blue beret. Whoa. His hair beneath it was white as snow. His eyes wide as saucers. And he was spouting this crazy French-English gibberish no one could understand. Oh, well, the first thing he does is run into Herbert's haberdashery, buys himself a pair of pants and a shirt, and he pays for it with a solid gold nugget the size of your nose, too, Slim. Wow, that's some nugget. The next thing he does, he runs into Jude's hattery, gets himself a brand-new beret, and pays for it with a nugget the size of your ear, Woody Paul. Wow, that's a nugget. And he goes into Dottie's diner, buys the biggest steak in the house, washes it down with a bottle of the rarest wine in the city, and pays for it with the biggest nugget yet. Ranger Doug won the size of your yodel. That's quite a nugget, all right. Finally, he comes to the Hard Rock Saloon. By now, it's nearly midnight. Outside, the wind was moaning like a lost ghost looking for its soul. And somewhere, a hound was howling. Inside, the accordion player was playing a dreadful dirge. Boy, it was dreadful, all right. <laughs> Frenchy comes in. He walks up to the bar. He tosses a handful of nuggets on it and orders drinks all around. And he turns and faces the crowd, and everything stopped. You could have heard a pin drop. Pins was bigger in them days. <laughs> Anyways, he gets a faraway look in his eyes for a minute or two, and then finally we get to hear his story. 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 Gentlemen, and I use a term usually, I have found the mother lord. What did he say? What did he say? He said he found the mother Where? 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 Well, in 1931, I took a little trip. Right up the street mountain, just a zip, zip, zip. I took a little bacon and I take the little beans and I found the mother load up amongst the evergreens. Mother load? You found the mother load? We an outcropping of pure gold as wide as I am tall. Well, I dug out nuggets till I filled up all my buckets and I went back to it as I dug a little more. I dug so much that I had a million dollars. I had to quit then because my back was getting sore. And there's more? Yeah, we much, much more. What are we waiting for? Let's go get it! Yeah, yeah, wait, wait, you might want to reconsider, gentlemen, and I use the term loosely. Why that? Because of what happened after I found the gold. What happened? Well, a full moon was rising and I hear my stomach growl, so I start cooking dinner, then I hear an eerie howl. I cook up a quiche and I cook a small souffle, then out jumps a monster and chases me away. Well, Wait a minute. Yeah, run that fast again. I cook up a quiche and I cook a small souffle. Stop that part. Oh, uh, then, uh, oh yeah, out jumps a monster and chases me away. What'd he say? He said a monster jumped there, huh? What kind of monster? A big one, covered in green fur, breathing fire. Well, what'd you do then? Well, in that situation, what else could I do? Wait, don't tell us. 
Well, we ran through the briars and I ran through the brambles and I ran through the bushes till they tore off all my clothes. I ran so fast that the monster couldn't catch you. I down the mountainside just as fast as I could go. Enough of that mountain and this town too. I do. And that's the last we ever seen of Frenchie Lapoot. Did anybody go looking for the mother load? Well, sure they did. There was a mad dash that very night. Gold fever makes it crazy, you know. By daybreak, Mystery Mountain was crawling with gold-crazed prospectors. But nobody ever found so much as a filling up there. Anybody find the fire-breathing monster? Maybe. But if they did, they never made it back to tell anyone about it. Well, that's a whale of a tale, side mate. Yeah. I'm going to the library and get a history book and read more about it. Too Slim, you won't find any of this in a history book. It's not real. It's a myth of the West, a tall tale. Oh, is that right? That's right. Hand me that old coffee can off that shelf behind you there, Ranger Doug. Okay. There you go, side me. Thanks. Yeah, tall tale, eh? Now, what do you make of this? <gasps> it's a big gold nugget. As big as your bunion, small. It's one the Frenchman brought to town. He'd give it to the accordion player to get him to stop playing that dreadful dirge. <laughs> How'd you get it? I traded my carving of Myrna Loy for it. <laughs> the accordion player was a sap for bee-stung lips. Yes, aren't they all? Well, I'll tell you this, side meat, there won't be many stories to rival yours at the Monster Mystery Storytelling Fest tonight. Oh, you got that right. <laughs> uh, I think we'd better get our chores done so we can get there on time. Great idea, Ranger Doug. Thank you, Too Slim. It's that kind of thinking that's made me the idol of American youth. While the riders hustle off to do their chores, in Tumbleweed City, the high sheriff is busy doing one of his most onerous chores, paying his monthly bill. I'll take care of my publishing, publisher's clearinghouse entry there. I'll see, here's my, here's my electric bill, my phone bill, my first rational bank credit card bill. Bill, it can't be much. I hadn't charged hardly anything this month. I'll start with it. Let's see what I owe here. 38, uh, 30, 38, $38,000? Oh, no. Oh, oh, me. Oh. What will High Sheriff Drywall do? Will this be the end of his good credit rating? And will Slocum perfect his hideous mechanical monster? The answers to these questions await you right here, same time, same station next week, in episode four of Monster from Mystery Mountain. Entitled Murder on the American Express. Or... The 21% Solution. It's pulse-pounding, scalp-tingling, financially responsible melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this theater of the mind. And now, here again, our America's favorite singing cowboys, Riders in the Sky with Joey the Cowpoke King. Thank you, Texas Bender. Thank you. Time now for our classic of the West. We'd like to send it out to the Meade family who listened to Riders Radio Theater on WKBG in Bowling Green, Kentucky. In fact, they stopped our little wagon train last night on the way up here. The Meade family? Yep, the Meade family. Oh, I'm Mead sorry. Family. We thought they were related to side, but, but they're not. Anyway, we'd like to do uh, today's classic of the West, Bob Nolan's one of his greatest and most inspiring Western classics, The Mystery of His Way. Way. Well. 
every storm clouds rise and wild winds sweep the sky I'm sure that this must be the mystery of his way then comes the glory born and bright new things are born all this that I might see the mystery of his way so climb you to the highest mountain and look you to the world below living things drink from his fountain and reaching for the sky they grow and in choral voice they sing this is a wondrous thing and he will find a way to speak with you someday so climb you to the highest mountain and look you to the world below living things drink from his fountain and reaching for the sky they This is a wondrous thing And he will find a way To speak with you someday He'll speak with you Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, the fiddlest on out of here. Stay tuned next time for another exciting adventure of Riders Radio Theater. Old Scotland the Brave. Hi, laddie. began to clap along. But in time. <laughs> the cast and guests of Riders Radio Theater bunker to Quality Hotel Central in Norwood, Ohio. For more information on Riders in the Sky, Two Slims Mercantile, or Riders in the Sky International Fan Club, write to Riders in the Sky, Post Office Box 277, Whites Creek, Tennessee, 37189. Riders Radio Theater was conceived, written, and directed by Riders in the Sky, along with yours truly, Texas Big Spender. Our production foreman is Campfire Burke. Our sound effects wrangler is Big Zeno Clinker. 
For WVXU, the executive producer is J.C. Doc King. Producer is Lasso and Larry Ascraft. Coordinating producer, Chuck Wagonmaster Ingram. Chief engineer, Jamboree J. Crawford. Recording director, Gallopin' George Zahn. Sound effects, Honcho, Winchester Jim Springfield. Stage manager, Solid L. Ron Esposito. And the sound engineer, Rope and Rich Fredette. This is Texas Big Spender saying so long, Saddlebound. We'll see everybody next week on Riders Radio Theater. This is the VXU Radio Network.